You were living your life, climbing the ladder and carving out a career for yourself. You had big plans and big ideas. And then you had a baby and everything changed. Just like that. All of it came to a screeching halt. Maybe you kept working or maybe you stayed home. Either way, your world suddenly became very small. And though you were never alone, you were always lonely. You silently asked yourself, where did I go? Who is that tired looking woman staring back at me in the mirror? Until you remembered something very important. You aren't just a mother. You are a mother plus artist, a mother plus entrepreneur, a mother plus musician, a mother plus yogi. You can have an identity outside of motherhood. My name is Stacy Hudson. I'm a mother to two under four, plus writer, certified health coach, aspiring entrepreneur, and athlete. My name is Stephanie Springer. I'm a mother to 10 and 15-year-old girls, plus writer, music therapist, producer, singer, and teacher. Here, we will interview mom bosses, entrepreneurs, artists, athletes, and passionate hobbyists and talk about how to find the thing that lights you up again. You're in there. We know it. You just have to find her again. Welcome to the Mother Plus Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Mother Plus Podcast. Today, you've just got me, Stacey Hudson, going solo with an idea that has been on my mind for at least a year. We are going to talk about what it's like to be a messy, unorganized, scatterbrained mom. We're going to talk about the shame that comes with those labels and those identities and the solutions that seem to work for everybody else but do absolutely nothing for my brain and brains like it. And the wonderful resource and person that I found that changed everything for me. We are going to talk about mental health. And so, of course, I must start with I am not a doctor, psychologist, or any sort of medical professional. This podcast is for informational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your mental health professional or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding your condition. I am just a girl who has a story to tell and some confessions to make about my struggles with adulting. Please be kind and give me grace because I get into some pretty embarrassing admissions. But before I start, I must say, if you are a neat freak who is always organized and has no problem keeping a clean home, even with young children running around, turn this episode off. I admire you. I wish I was you, but this episode is not for you. But if you're messy, unorganized, have baskets of laundry that haven't been folded for weeks, have bills that have gone unpaid for so long that you have gotten the pink warning slips, and are generally surrounded by what I call unfinished business, then this episode is for you. Today, we're going to talk about what it means to be a mother plus unorganized type B adult. When I got my driver's license at 16, I spent a lot of time driving to my friends' houses after school, as one does. But no matter how many times I would drive there, I would always get lost. Keep in mind, these were the days before you could just pull out Google Maps on your phone. I would often have to pull over, call my friend, tell them where I was, and then they would direct me how to get there. They would always laugh 
and I would always feel stupid, but I kind of shrugged it off because that was just me and everybody knew it. I was a tall, loud, and quirky kid. I was always making goofy statements and dreaming up inventions like stadium recliner seating so you could be comfortable at a football game. I was also very messy, forgetful, always getting lost and losing things, never remembering where people lived and often caught in a daydream when somebody was trying to get my attention. And though I was a straight-A student, my friends would so lovingly call me Spacey Stacy. As a child, this was funny. It was acceptable behavior for, you know, a kid or a preteen or a teenager. But when I became an adult, as in a wife, a mom, and a homeowner, it wasn't so funny anymore. These qualities of mine were embarrassing and something to be ashamed of. My house is laden with what I call unfinished business. Laundry baskets full of clean clothes that haven't been put away in weeks, piles of mail that grow with each mail run but are never sorted through, unwashed, hand-wash-only water bottles that line the sink, half-finished art projects I started with the kids, or half-assed decorating attempts with lots and lots of blank walls. And that doesn't even cover my digital housekeeping. My desktop is littered with documents that I put there years ago. My Mac storage is almost always at its maximum capacity, but I never make time to export my files to a hard drive, so I actually have space. And my email inbox always has an insane amount of unread emails. Today, the number is 24,813. I know, makes you kind of sick to your stomach, right? Me too. And I'll get more to that later, but can I just be clear that none of this is acceptable to me. It bothers me a lot, and it's something that I really wanted to fix. When I realized how bad it was, I started trying to fix my scattered brainness with learning more about how to be a clean person. So I tried to take courses and read books, listen to podcasts and adopt strategies that would tell me things like, just do your laundry every day so that it never piles up or keep an inbox for your mail and go through it once a week. But these tips just made me feel worse because I would never follow through on them. I remember reading in Real Simple Magazine once the importance of keeping your bathroom countertops clear and being baffled as to how one could do that. Would you have to pull your stuff out of the cabinets and drawers every morning and evening and then put it back and then organize it in those drawers every time? I seriously didn't understand. It all felt so defeating and confusing. The weird thing is, when it came to my job, I was incredibly dependable, just as I was as a straight-A student in school. I never missed a day of work, I would put in the extra hours to meet deadlines, and I'd blow people away with my writing and my presentations. When it came to exercising and eating healthy, I was just about the most dedicated person I knew. I would work out every day of the week, sometimes two times a day. And I stuck to a very strict paleo diet from the day that I decided that that it was the best diet for me. But when it came to adult tasks, I was incapable. I didn't understand. It felt like I was dumb. Like, why couldn't I figure out how to get my life organized? And then one day I read about executive functioning 
and I discovered a woman named Casey Davis. Davis is a licensed therapist and the creator of the mental health platform Struggle Care. She has this very alternative approach to self-care and home care that addresses people dealing with mental health issues like ADHD, postpartum depression, and even something as simple as a lack of support. She talks about what it looks like for a mom to be neurodivergent and the struggles and shame that come with that. Now, I have not been diagnosed with ADHD, nor do I claim to have ADHD or any other mental health issues, but I have to say I identify so much with her philosophy and her strategies, and I personally, in my case, don't think the label is important. What's important is that her message makes me feel understood and not alone. The number one thing I have learned from her work is this, care tasks are morally neutral. In other words, I am not stupid or lazy or a bad mom or an inept homeowner because I am not good at quote unquote simple care tasks. For the first time, I feel like there is a reason that I am the way I am and that I am not bad because I am that way. This understanding of myself changed everything for me. So if you struggle with the same or similar things as me, you could stop this episode right here. That may be all you need to hear. Care tasks are morally neutral. You are not bad because you are not good at these things. But there are three takeaways that I'd gained from this way of thinking and from researching it more that I'd like to share with you in the hope that maybe it will help you as well. So number one, there is a difference between motivation and task initiation. The difference is motivation is a feeling and task initiation is an action. In fact, it's often many actions. In a quote unquote normal brain, motivation is followed by task initiation, but not necessarily in a neurodivergent brain. So I personally do not struggle with being motivated to fold my laundry or to open the mail or to wash the dishes. Every time I pass my unfinished business, I cringe with anxiety. The piles stare me down. I hate them being there. I am feeling very motivated to get rid of them. Now, in another person's case, they might see all of those piles and have no issue with them, that they can live in a very messy house and it does not bother them. That is the difference between me and somebody who is messy and accepting of their mess. I cannot stand my mess, but it is the task initiation that is a huge struggle for me. For example, In order to go through the paperwork mail pile, I need to first find my mail key, which I often lose my keys, walk to my mailbox and typically get my daughters to walk with me because it is not a close walk, collect the mail, bring it back to my house, sort through the junk for recycling, shred the envelopes that might have personal information, open the ones that are important and follow up with what they are asking of me, which could include calling customer service, which means I could be on hold for 15 minutes, maybe an hour. It could include going online to pay a medical bill, making sure there's enough money in my health savings account for said bill, and then filing any necessary paperwork in an appropriate way. And just a little hint, my filing system, 
I have used for the last 10 years and it is total shit. It has no rhyme or reason to it. And I actually have no idea where to file medical bills. I just kind of stuff them into this big accordion folder. So just reading this list makes me cringe and shrink into myself. All I want to do is run away from it and hide. You cannot motivate yourself to be better at executive functioning. My issue is not a motivation issue. It is a initiation issue. So you can find ways that help you get to task initiation quicker and more often, which brings me to my next point. The things that help quote unquote normal people to have a cleaner home or be more organized may not help you and that's okay. I remember this one program that taught me how to make something called a command central, which included dozens of folders for all the incoming paperwork in my life. I got so stressed and overwhelmed at even reading the steps to getting to a command central that I gave up on the program. It gave me so much anxiety and it honestly made me feel stupider for not understanding how it worked. So here are the things that I have tried that people claim made a huge difference for them, but honestly did no good for me, if not make me worse. Number one, wake up earlier. Books like The Miracle Morning and The 5 a.m. Club claim that this will answer all of my problems. It will give me time and solitude, allow for meditation and journaling and exercise, and give me a chance to organize my thoughts before the day gets started. Sounds fantastic, right? Well, at this season of my life, with two kids that have robbed me of at least a quarter of a life of sleep in their first two years on this planet, I have zero interest in voluntarily getting less sleep right now. When I sleep more, I function better and my functioning needs all the help it can get. Number two, use a planner or a wall calendar. So I have installed this huge whiteboard wall calendar in my kitchen. It seemed like a brilliant idea at the time. If I've got my dates right in front of me, I won't miss them, right? But then there's that task initiation again of actually updating the calendar. So, as you might have guessed, my beautiful home goods wall calendar is consistently two months behind the actual months we are in. Number three, have a mailbox inside the house for incoming mail and sort through it once a week. Right next to that wall calendar we just talked about, we nailed a beautiful metal mailbox so I could do just that. It is currently overflowing at the brim with the kids' artwork, unopened mail, and random scraps of paper and business cards, and I think I found bubbles in there the other day. The last time I actually went through these papers to file them in their proper places, I honestly can't remember. (laughs) I have multiple planners and journals that have promised me life-changing results, but I haven't even made it past the first few pages, and I had a hell of a time going to Target and the container store, purchasing a bunch of clear containers years ago after I read the home edit and learned about the importance of containing your stuff in a neat manner and color coding it. Ha! (laughs) 
Somehow, I have managed to keep all the containers and just shove additional stuff next to them, very rarely actually emptying contents into the containers. They just kind of serve as like a, a bookend to my crap. As you can see, these systems do not work for me. They typically make me feel worse about my abilities. The point here is not that these systems couldn't work for you, but if they don't, don't beat yourself up. You may just have to think a little differently to figure out what works best for your brain. Which brings me to my final takeaway. Be observant instead of judgmental. When you forget something or lose something or miss a meeting, take note of it. Notice it rather than judge it. For example, I noticed that every day my girls and I would be late to drop off, in part because once they were all dressed and ready to go and we'd eaten our breakfast and we'd gotten our water bottles, we had to go back upstairs to find and put our socks on and then back downstairs to put the shoes on. So I emptied a drawer in the kitchen and deemed it the sock drawer. It was downstairs and close to the shoe cubby, so there was no back and forth to dress our feet before we left the house. Months later, when I found that I was still having to rush back upstairs to get my own socks, I decided to add a few pairs of mine to their drawer so that I too did not have to waste valuable morning time. I noticed that I forgot the girls' jackets and coats one too many times on the way to school. So now I make it a point to keep their coats in the car, always. I noticed that no matter how many to-do lists I made or how many events I put onto my calendar, I would constantly be forgetting things like it was Rainbow Week at school for Maggie, or that I promised to pick up a friend's kid at Charlie's school, or even really daily tasks that I put off for days like change my cat's litter. So instead of adding a new event or putting it on my to-do list, which I never remember to check, I set an alarm as soon as it pops into my head. Not a calendar event reminder alarm. That thing is shit. It makes a little blip with a calendar pop up on my phone. Nuh-uh. I am not going to see that or remember it. Not enough. I set a real alarm, the loud dinging one, for an estimated time the next day that I should be getting this thing done or remember to go to. This works so much better for me. I know this sounds crazy, but again, crazy works for me. And one of my favorite Stacy hacks was that I noticed I am more likely to complete unfinished business with my kids around. You see, Alone time to me is very precious. When I drop my girls off at school at the beginning of the day, I get to come home to an empty house and work on my freelance job, exercise, and put in time into this podcast. Though I thought I would love this alone time to get my housework done, I realized I hated it. If I ever even got so far as to initiate the task, whole time I'd be thinking, I cannot believe I'm spending my alone time doing something I hate so much. But if my kids are home, I'm more willing to do the housework because I'm not losing anything. I'm caring for them either way. At least this way, I'm getting shit done. And for my youngest, who is just born a helper and way more organized than me, she is happy to help me sort through the laundry piles. It's her favorite thing. So bonus, we're spending time together doing something that makes her happy. 
Also, if my girls find themselves in an independent play groove, I use that as a signal to sort through the dreaded mail pile. Because if you listen to episode eight, you know how I feel about sitting on the floor and playing with my kids. So if the option is sit on the floor and play with my kids or initiate the task of going through the mail, I might be more likely to choose sorting through the mail. Does this all make sense? To recap, I have struggled my whole life with organization and completing tasks. When I became a mom, this became an even bigger hurdle and made my self-esteem plummet when I thought there was something wrong with me that I couldn't just figure it out like every other mom around me. Then I discovered executive functioning and understood that my brain might not work like the typical brain and that I needed to first accept myself, then understand the way my brain works and find ways that I can function in my home and in my life. I am not even close to figuring this all out or to becoming a clean homeowner or an organized mom. But the difference is I know there's nothing wrong with me and that I'm not bad because I'm not good at these things. Shame is the enemy of functioning because it pushes you further and further down the rabbit hole. I don't want to live there anymore. I deserve to function. And if you're like me, so do you. And that's enough. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I would love to hear from you on social media in our email at hello at motherplusser.com. If you can relate to what I'm talking about here and if you want to learn more about executive functioning and what it means to be a type B unorganized messy mom. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Mother Plus Podcast. Question. Did you listen to episode 55 with Sarah Marie, the multi-passionate, multi-hyphenate boudoir photographer? Believe it or not, she is the second boudoir photographer we have had on the show. And you might be wondering why Steph and I are so passionate about this type of photography. The answer is because it is so aligned with our mission on this podcast. Our mission is to help women find themselves again, to help them feel alive and aligned with who they are deep down, even when they are knee deep in the demands of motherhood. And in our experience, doing a boudoir shoot is one of the best and most immediate ways to do that for yourself. So Sarah created this beautiful thing that we are so excited to share with you. It is called DIY Bombshell, and it is a do-it-yourself boudoir course. DIY as in all by yourself. Nobody watching you but you. Take away the high cost of hiring a boudoir photographer and take away the, oh my God, I have to get near naked in front of a stranger fear. This course teaches you to glam up and create your own photos using only your phone. Sarah teaches you everything from creating a storyboard to outfits and props to hair and makeup, posing, lighting, editing, and album design. She has taken care of it all. Sarah has 15 years of photography experience under her belt and poured her knowledge and heart into this course. Do something for yourself and try boudoir. You will see yourself in a whole new light in the best way possible, a gift we could all use in motherhood. To sign up, just visit motherplus.diyboudoir.com and use the code MOTHERPLUS for 30% off this course.